Welcome to Rethink Real Estate. My name is Ben Brady, and this is a real estate podcast based around the principles of our non-distressed auction model and Australian real estate concepts at work today in the US marketplace. We focus on scripts, dialogues, real situations in negotiation, listing appointments, prospecting, and all concepts to do with real estate. We look forward to being real and rethinking real estate with you. Hi there, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Rethink Real Estate. Ben and Jason here from the virtual training studio at Harcourt's USA corporate office. Mate, how you doing? I'll tell you what, it's wet out there today. Yes, it is wet out there today. There's no question about it. And Jason's uh, playing around with our stand-up desk, so it's going up and down. <laughs> now, folks, um, today what we're going to be focusing on is we're going to be launching the listing series. Our last podcast that came out was actually one where we spoke about the listing presentation a little bit. And after a discussion with Jason and I, it sort of prompted us to sort of have a think about what we need to be doing. And what we need to be doing in this series is now that we've done a little bit of prospecting stuff, we need to now get focused on the perspective of actually the listing presentation in its entirety. We did a listing presentation training the other day, but but Jace, listing presentation, it's funny how it works, is that I truly believe that the listing presentation should be learnt before you actually even start prospecting. Well, you've got to have confidence around what it is that you're saying. I mean, if you're speaking to a seller, you get an opportunity when you are prospecting and they might ask you a couple of questions or throw you a couple of curveballs. If you haven't been in the situation, if you aren't familiar with it, if you haven't um, gone through the scenario of a listing presentation and the common objections that you do get and been in that scenario, then you don't really know what to expect and you can kind of come off sometimes a little bit unprofessional, a little bit unprepared or a little bit green. Yeah. And so if you know what a listing presentation entails, if you know the likely objections, if you've been in that environment, if you've practiced that environment, then you're going to be very well equipped to prospect and you're going to be very, very excited when you do get somebody on the phone as to how you handle that as opposed to you get somebody on the phone they say, yes, come around and list my property and then you go, oh, Goodness, I don't well, know what to do. And 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 that's a and that's a great example. And to sum it up, what you're saying is the fact that you know you're afraid of a yes because you don't know how you're going to execute on it, or you need to take somebody else with you. Then then you feel insecure in respect to whether or not you are truly a professional dealing with someone's largest asset. There's a sense of insecurity there that ultimately we need to get over. And it's interesting um, that when we had our five offices on the southwestern corridor of Brisbane, you know, one of our business partners, Bill, was certainly a gentleman who enjoyed numbers, which I've mentioned previously on our podcast. But to reiterate that even further, we put two agents side by side. Um, we started them both absolutely brand new, green in every way. We helped them go through and get their licenses and then we started them both at the same time one we sat down and said hey go for prospect. it just yep. go for it and prospect the other one we actually said you've got to shadow somebody for two months and every morning when you come in five days a week you've got to go through a certain section of your listing presentation with that person that you're shadowing to make sure that you're ready and you're ready to go and it's funny you know that gentleman that uh, that started uh, and shadowed an agent for two months was three times more effective when he started prospecting than the other gentleman who took at least six months to get his first listing to get on the ground. Now, obviously, there's there's a sense or there's a margin for you know uh, personalities um, and and resilience and tenacity and all of those things that come to mind. But really, what it comes back down to is the fact that when you have your listing presentation ready to go, you are raring to do it with somebody. So you 
are so hungry for that yes when you're prospecting that yes I am looking at selling or maybe we are thinking of selling or whatever the dialogue is that it, you're looking for it at every opportunity whether it be the open house whether it be an open house follow-up whether it be anything that you're doing on a daily perspective I think that that is a really key attribute is that it almost is the cart before the horse the chicken before the egg whatever theory that you want to use or metaphor you want to use the reality is is that knowing your listing presentation before you start prospecting I believe is an absolute must and if you aren't a hundred percent as sharp as what you think you need to be with your listing presentation maybe you might need to reflect and see if there is a deep-seated insecurity in your ability to execute on the business yeah there's no question I mean you and I were both very very fortunate Ben I mean I started out as an assistant to a top performer in Australia for uh, about 12 months or so uh, you were very very similar of course but at a much younger age um, fortunately enough for yourself and that um, I watched people come into the industry that uh, just became their own agent and just did listing presentations, having no experience, maybe some life experience. And um, it was funny to watch those agents or, or younger people potentially, um, or those that simply followed or, or co-listed or was a PA to somebody else, they were far, far, far more successful and their strike rate was so much better. And it was yeah. not because they were a better agent, any smarter or any more enthusiastic or hardworking. It really had nothing. I mean, my bosses, my previous bosses and, and sales managers will tell you I was the probably the least hardworking person there. But I just knew <laughs> oh, that's what cute. That's, that's to comforting, say. mate. That's real comforting. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> you know. But I just, I, I, knew, I knew that I was confident that if I actually got an appointment, I was more than likely going to get that appointment. Yeah. And so these other agents had to get 10 more appointments than me in order to list the same amount of business as I did. That's right. And so I found that my business just flowed a little bit more naturally. So I don't say I, I didn't work any less hard, but I didn't have to prospect as much to get the same amount of business. Correct. And, and that leads us now into the topic of today is that what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a role play with you today and setting the agenda in a listing sure. presentation and just going through. It'll probably take, you know, 10 minutes. We're sitting at about five minutes already of the introduction of our podcast, but it'll be 10 minutes of setting the agenda. And I really truly believe that this is the bones of an incredibly good listing presentation that you can, you know, pick up and, and use every single time. And it's easy to add on to it because it's easy to add on to it because it gives you a structure. We'll talk about the purpose of the agenda here after we do it, but I really truly believe that this here is the plug and play system that you need to build on yourself so that ultimately you can give your listing presentation a little bit of your own character, flair and style. It's a foundation, mate. It's, mm -hmm. it's there prompts for you to cover off on everything that you need to cover off on um, so that not only the seller is hearing everything and you're giving the seller all of the information that you need to, but you're also keeping yourself accountable and structured so that you're making sense and you're not flying by the seat of your pants. You're not all over the place, Correct. jumping around, you know, potentially discussing fees first versus actually going through your value proposition before we actually talk about the costs involved. Absolutely. So, so I think it's very important. And I think that what I'm about to do with the agenda, and we'll talk about this again and reiterate it, is the fact is that us as a new, well, when you're a new real estate agent, you have a tendency to run and chase a rabbit down the hole. When somebody asks you a question, you actually run after that question. You want to try and answer it straight away so that therefore you look like a true professional. But unfortunately, the reality is, is that by doing so, you've absolutely completely devastated your opportunity for them to listen to you any further that if they don't like something that comes out of your mouth in the very beginning of that listing presentation most people are not rude enough to ask you to stop and leave and when I say most 99% of them aren't rude enough to ask you to stop and leave but that means that it just falls on deaf ears moving forward yeah so and, and this structure and we, we, let's go through it but yep. just to add to that and I want I want some names to kind of just be prepared for how you set that up and the pauses the gaps the breaths that you have the questions that you asked while setting that because, and I was yeah. having this conversation with an agent that we know very, very well just the other day, 
and it was just a bit of verbal diarrhea yeah. just unloading all of this information it was. as opposed to hey let's pause let's ask some questions let's make sure that they're still with us on the journey yeah. because they will tune out halfway through and let you go on your tent they're not going to interrupt you no but they're just not going to listen and then good luck but I think that, you know, we're all guilty of that, mate. Like, even on this podcast, some of the episodes that we've done, you know, we're guilty of trying to get as much information across as we possibly can within 15, 20 minutes to make sure it's as Im- impactful as possible so that we impress the people there on the other end. You know, there's an element of ego in everything that we do. I think everyone everyone <laughs> listening knows we love a chat. Yeah, love a chat, <laughs> love a chat. But loving a chat, let's dive into dialogue and let's see if you guys can spot the difference in tonality, all of those things that will absolutely change. So, Jace, let's set the scene. We've gone through, we've done the property tour, we've compared the notes in the call that I've done prior to getting there, um, all of those things that actually are absolutely integral in order to set up this presentation because technically you shouldn't have to have a good presentation in order to get the business. You, sh- you should be able to win that business like I mentioned in our previous podcast that I did um, last week that everybody would have listened to hopefully is that those seven steps in order to set up the perfect listing presentation, you should have the business already. Yep. However, let's dive into it. We're sitting at the dining room table. We're not in a lounge room. We might be standing up around a countertop or something along those lines. We're definitely not sitting down in the lounge room. It's at the dining table or around the kitchen counter <clears throat> here we go so jason um again thank you very much for the opportunity to sit in front of you today i really enjoyed going through the property and comparing the notes that i put down the other day when we were speaking on the phone of course no problem Appreciate excellent um lara lovely to meet you as well um it's great to have you here i got a chance to obviously speak to jason he speaks about you beautifully but not to mention as well as the fact that he speaks about the pot property incredibly passionately but it was great to see it from your perspective as well um so guys if i set the tone and set the agenda for today um i, I want to just write down a few points that we want to go through because the primary purpose of me sitting in front of you today is to make sure that i can give you all the education that you ultimately need to make an informed and educated decision about how you would like to sell your property moving forward. Um, So I want to make sure that I get as much of the stuff that you want out of today's meeting as possible out. Because, and the agenda, I guess, is one of the key parts of all of this. And the reason it is, is because I have a tendency to talk about real estate round and round and round in circles because I'm passionate about it. However, the reality is, is that I'm, I can talk until you're bleeding from the ears and I'm blue in the face, but we might not get where we need to be today. So I want to ask a few questions of you to begin with that I want to set an agenda um, so that I can hit all of those points and make sure that I leave this meeting with you completely satisfied in the sense that I've given you all the education that you need to make an informed and educated decision about your biggest asset. Great. Excellent. Perfect. Um, so three questions to begin with, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, is that, um, first one, what would you like to achieve out of today's meeting? What's the primary point of today? Um, get an understanding of value. Sure. Uh, as far as the, the properties, um, uh, how much the property is going to be worth. Uh, get an understanding of your thoughts on the market okay. and um, and then really we kind of price the property and, and what Great. they do. Okay, so just to, just to, I suppose, to understand that, you want to understand price a little bit further, market yeah. conditions, and, and possibly how we're going to do it as well. Yeah, sure. A bit of a plan. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, then um, next question, mate, is that uh, how will you be choosing your real estate agent that represents you guys? I just want someone who knows what's going on and... and uh, and can prove to us that they're going to get the best result. Okay, so so somebody that can that can prove that they're going to get you a good result, um, but it's a general feel, really, is is what it is. Yeah, cool. I think we're right, relationship type people. Okay, no, beautiful, great. Um, ne- next question, a little bit unorthodox, Jason. So so if you don't understand it, please let me know. But how would you like me to close you today? Uh, tell us everything we want to hear. Okay, uh, and the reason I ask that is because um, the the question is a little unorthodox, and I say that because. 
you know, real estate agents have a tendency to be taught at the very beginning that if today I don't get you to sign on the dotted line and list with me that I've been a complete failure. And the reason that we are actually taught that not only in real estate, but in any sales industry is the fact that most salespeople lack in their depth of offering and also have an insecurity in their own ability to get the business. So they really want to try and close you on the spot. Mm-hmm. Now, I've only found it from my experience in the past that trying to close somebody at the end of a meeting can unravel all of the good work that I may potentially do in the listing presentation here today um, so why, why I bring that up now is so that we don't have an awkward interaction at the end of today's presentation we can make a decision here now how we're going to close out um, because I have a recommendation I would really like you to actually sleep on it because if I'm good enough to get your business today you should be able to sleep on it wake up tomorrow and I still should be good enough yep. um, so either way that's how I want to just organize how we're going to finish off the meeting today and how we're going to close the meeting out sure thing how would you like to do that? Would you like to sleep on it or would you like to make a decision today? What, what are your thoughts? No, we'd like to, we'd definitely like to sleep on it. Lauren and I like to have our own kind of conversations about um, where we're at and where we feel and, and, and her timings and things like that. So uh, we'd certainly like the opportunity to, to not so much sleep on it, but just have a conversation about it privately. Yeah, absolutely. And hey, I can respect that at any point in time. Um, and again, I'm not in the position of trying to make somebody uh, have a forceful decision. Again, if I'm good enough today, I should be good enough tomorrow. Perfect. Wonderful. Um, so Jason, that leads me now to the agenda um, to go through and just sort of uh, collaborate some of the points that you've already brought, brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, first one, I'm just going to write down here on my blank piece of paper, um, agenda. Again, I have atrocious handwriting. This agenda is more so for me to keep me on track than what it is for you guys. It is pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, they said I should have been a doctor, but hey, I chose real estate. Now, um, point number one you did bring up with me is price. Yep. I think that we might as well just go through that first. I think sure. it's an important part of things. Now, Jason, when I spoke to you on the phone today, uh, sorry, yesterday, um, you mentioned between five and $550,000 is where you thought that the, probably the price range of the property was sitting based on the comparables that we compared it to. Now, Lara, how do you feel about that? Now, guys, just quick pause. I'm referring to Lara because it's important that if there are two decision makers and you only speak to one person on the phone, that you cross-reference the price that you get out of them before you go and not to get too deep into outside of the script because we want to keep to it. Remember, the primary purpose or the one thing that if you don't do anything else before you get there, get what they're expecting out of them before you go to the house, okay? I will volunteer to be Lara as well. Okay, beautiful. So, Lara, how do you feel about that? Don't expect any silly voices. (laughs) Um... Look, yeah, we, we came up with that price because of the property um, across the road, um, uh, which was a little bit smaller. Um, it was kind of nice, but it was a little bit smaller than ours, sold around the mid-fives. Sure. Uh, but but we don't really know. Outside of that, we don't really know, so we'd love to get your opinion. Okay, that's fine. No problem at all, guys. And we're going to clarify a little bit further on how we can pinpoint price, not to mention as well as how we can go through and talk about some different methods that we can actually get an accurate assessment of the marketplace as well. Um, however, so you're both in agreement that between five and 550 Based on that other I mean, the other place was really, really tidy. Okay. Don't get us wrong, and, and um, we might be tired in some places. Yep. It was a really, really tidy home, but it was a smaller home, so size does matter in, in, when it comes to property, and we've got a bigger lot, and yep. uh, and so we'd like to see kind of how we compare to that and what your thoughts are. No problems at all, hate. That's what we're here to do today is obviously um, give you guys an, an idea of how we can get the most money out of the marketplace uh-huh. for you. Um, the second point, if you don't mind me recommending something, is uh, is method. A little bit unorthodox, the, the method word, because typically, um, you know, there's only the one primary way to sell a home is through the traditional means of doing so. But um, we're going to, my business actually offers two methods of sale. It offers the traditional way of doing so. I actually do a little bit more of my business through traditional real estate, mm-hmm. but also being part of Harcourt's real estate 
and we are the sixth largest real estate company in the world. We're in 10 different countries. Um, we also have an office network of almost over a thousand offices internationally, but we are, were primarily based originally out of a New Zealand and amalgamating over to Australia. Now in Australia and New Zealand, there is a large quantity of our properties that are taken through to the, through auction. Now auction I know is a little bit of an unorthodox word here. It sort of carries the weight of distressed, but certainly in the countries that we come from or where our business comes from is that it is actually a traditional way of selling real estate because it is a fairly efficient process. Now, the thing that I have the obligation to do today as a real estate professional is to talk about not only the traditional means and how we would do that, but also auction, keeping in mind that my primary way of, well, my primary point of being here is to give you guys the education that you ultimately want in order to make an education, educated decision on how you would like to sell your property and how you think we will maximize the price for you guys. So I'd like to go through traditional and also auction today, if that's okay with you. Right. Um, yeah, look, that's fine. I just don't think that auction is something that we're pretty keen to explore. Obviously, this market seems to be moving well. The other property across the road didn't need it. Yep. And, um, you know, we don't want to be jammed between having to sell or anything. Absolutely. And, hey, I'm not saying that I'm an advocate for either one of them. I'm just saying that I think that we should consider both of them because it's not really a, a, a situation of, yes, we always want the most money. It could be a circumstance-based thing as well after we dive into how quickly we'd like the property sold. All of those different things could play into the effect. But let's sure. just go through it. Let's spend five minutes on it. If it's not something that you're intrigued about, we'll move on and we'll just keep focused on tradition. Sure, yep. Okay. Um, third one that I'll bring up as well is marketing. Okay. Um, marketing is sort of, you know, the method and also marketing. Uh, the how are we going to get your property sold, mm -hmm. okay? Um, you know, price is an opinion thing, okay? And I'll talk about that a little bit further, but how are we going to get your property sold in the method and the marketing section? Marketing is just a word that most people are common with. I like to sort of refer to marketing as peace of mind and process. So for example, marketing being the peace of mind, because when I bring you an offer and you are considering that offer, then you're gonna go through a question within your own mind to think that, well, hey, is there anyone else out there that's going to pay more? Mm -hmm. And at that point in time, that's where the marketing, we can reflect on how many people have been through, how much attraction there's been on the property, how we've marketed the property. Mm -hmm. So we'll go through our set strategy when it comes to that today as well. But the one thing I want you to keep in mind is that I could be the best real estate agent in the world, but if I've got nobody to talk to, I'm absolutely useless. So I think it's an important part. Sure thing. Okay with you? Yep. Great. Um, final thing that I can think of that is probably relevant to today, and then I'll ask if there's anything else, is fees. I run a very, very open and transparent business. Oh, you'll know exactly what the fee structure is by the end of today's meeting um, so that therefore you understand the costs involved in selling a property. Sure thing. Okay. Anything else that you want to add to that, Jason? Lara? No, pretty comprehensive. Yeah? Okay. Nothing else? No. Okay, great. No. So price, method, marketing, fees, no problem at all. Now, hey, you're going to have to bear with me for a second. Um, As um, Ben writes down, guys, cannot multitask. Um. I've just written two words down the bottom. Don't be afraid of the pause, folks. Do not be afraid of the pause. I've just written two words down the bottom, Jason. And you, they may come across as very cliche real estate, cliche salesy, but I definitely wanted to make sure that I do it because it's just a habit that I got into from the very beginning of me being in real estate is the words comfortable and also confident down the bottom of my agenda today because that's what I'm going to go through and clarify right at the end of our meeting um, is the terms comfortable and confident because I don't I believe that these are the most important two feelings that you need to get out of today's environment is the fact that first of all you need to be comfortable that you have the knowledge and what way that you can sell your real estate asset okay and be mm -hmm. very comfortable in that in that mindset but also forget about price 
forgetting about method marketing fees because we can tailor all of this stuff. We can price your property at whatever you want. We can use whatever method you want. We can market it whatever way you want. We can charge whatever fee you want. But the reality is, is that the main decision that you have to make first is whether or not you're completely confident in my ability to get the most money out of the marketplace. That plays into the peace of mind factor, whether or not I'm gonna be the right person to defend your expectations and defend your property. Confidence is the most important feeling out of today and basically whether or not I've got a job. Right. That's the first decision. Everything else we can customize and come to an agreement upon at a later date, really, even 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 after you've got the information that you need. Sure thing. Does yep. that make sense? Sounds good, yeah. yeah. Wonderful. No, we want Any, to be comfortable as well. Anything else you want to run through today? No, no, Ben, I'm um, no, all, all happy. Just want to kind of get an idea of what, where you think things sit. Wonderful, that's excellent. So guys, if we break off there, um, I've just taken roughly, you know, call it 10 minutes, maybe a little bit longer to set the agenda. I asked three questions at the beginning of the listing presentation is that what would you like to achieve out of today's meeting? An important one just to get some guidance. General one. Yep. The second one is a how will you be choosing your real estate agent? First of all, Guys, this is an important one in the, in this considering of, of what you need to angle towards in respect to your listing presentation to get that business. But also, it gives me the type of character that I am going up against here today. Because if Jason brings up price in what we want to achieve, and then secondly is how we'd be choosing a real estate. I'm very interested to hear about your price, Ben, or what you charge as a fee. Fee's a big factor. Then I know that this, this gentleman and Lara are going to be actually very geared towards fee and price. So I can, I can acclimatize my presentation around those type of things in order to give them a better understanding of those, of those things, which we will do and break down each part of this listing presentation in the listing presentation series moving forward over the number of weeks. Now, the, um, the next question was an unorthodox one, but the reason I ask this is because they haven't been asked this before and it stumps them a little bit as you saw, is that how would you like me to close you today? And then I make a very, very clear point is the reason I am asking that, Jason, is because in real estate, we have been taught in sales, you are taught that if you don't close somebody in that appointment, that you are essentially a failure. But we are taught that because sales people inherently lack depth in their offering, not to mention have an insecurity in their own ability to get the business and can represent the seller and deliver on the promises that they've made. You know, I think it's a very accurate thing to hide out in the open about this type of stuff, guys. Having to hide out in the open about it really gives a sense of that they can trust you. It really gives a feeling as well that you are a real individual going through the everyday things and going through so much, so like trade secrets within an industry. Trade secrets and bringing those out in a conversation, show them that you are real. So they're important to setting up that listing presentation going through and then setting the agenda. The reason I'm setting the agenda is to keep myself on track. It's not really for you, but it really is for them so that I can go through and tick each individual item off and show that I've delivered on that. Then going through and setting the word price in the beginning. My agenda has absolutely never, ever, ever, ever changed regardless of how many listing appointments I've ever been on, okay? But it is always on a blank piece of paper. It's never printed out and taken with me because I want them to feel as if it was a custom, a custom um, uh, agenda for them. Not to mention as well is that I had a very easy client with Jason and Lara. At the end, when I stopped and paused um, in respect to fees, I asked, is there anything else that you would like to go through? Now, for example, if Jason said, all right, well, when are the open houses? I'd say, Jason, we're actually gonna go through that in the method section. Well, how much is your fees? I'm gonna go through that just here in the end. Well, how much is the, well, what type of marketing do you do? We're gonna go through that here. Should we do staging? We're gonna go through that just in the method section, just putting an asterisk beside each individual point, because as I mentioned at the beginning of this before we got into it, the agenda is 
focus to get all the objections up out front so that you have an opportunity to really stay consistent with your dialogue, keep your flow going, because a question and an objection can really derail you if you jump down the rabbit hole and chase after it. That is the purpose of the agenda itself. I think also though as well, and obviously Lara and I are the perfect seller, um, <laughs> but I think that in setting that agenda and kind of introducing each particular topic and what it is that you're going to cover off on and what it means, it also kind of puts a mute point on any objections. It stops them before they can potentially rise Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Now, yes, you know, you'll, you'll have a seller that'll say, so what are your fees? You know, what do you charge? Or yep. so what do you think the property is worth? You know, forget my opinion, what's your opinion? Um, and you are going to get people to say, ah, I don't want this auction stuff or what marketing do you do and how much money are you going to spend? Are you going to do a video? And, and they're going to try and derail you, of course. However, doing this agenda and, and explaining that you're going to cover off on everything that they could possibly ask anyway is going to avoid them potentially... Um, throwing in all these objections, which they may have already uh, ordinarily done, I should say. Correct. And also, when you're saying you're going to cover off on it anyway, if they then kind of jump in, they also can look like a bit of a fool. Well, I, I use as a, I use an example. I'm a, I'm the perfect candidate for being a, a real asshole in a, in a presentation because at the end of the day, when I get pitched for our business, Harcourts Auctions or Harcourts USA, whatever it may be, I know that there's a marketing company that we use called Movetic out of San Diego and, and they come to us with some ideas every now and then and pitch us on some stuff that we should be doing in the business. And they don't... You respond set, well, don't you? Oh, they don't set an agenda. And I haven't given them the tip to do so yet because I just enjoy it because at the same point in time, it's, it's nice every now and then getting presented to rather than presenting to somebody. But uh, they come in and they go, well, we've got this idea. And naturally my first reaction is, well, how much is that? And I actually say it. I say, hey, well, how much is that, guys? And they're like, well, it's this much. I'm like, nah, next. Without them actually explaining Without what it does, how it does, nothing. how it's going to promote, Correct. the exposure you're going to get. Now, I might, uh, now, if they put an agenda in front of me, now, Ben, these are the things we're going to go through with you today. We're going to talk about their cost thing at the end of today. Now, that's fine. They might do that. And halfway through that first little bit that they're going through, I might go, well, how much is it? Ben, it's actually, we're going to go through that right at the end. Then I feel like a complete asshole if I actually start butting in on them. And I, I, it's actually quite obvious that I'm the problem in the meeting then. So, and 90% and of people will avoid that type of conflict, guys, if you just, can set that structure. This is a quick disclaimer, and for anyone from Movadic that's listening, we love you guys, and you do <laughs> a great job, a great okay? Job. And, uh, and I'm sorry. This is an agenda conversation. <laughs> um, we look forward to our next meeting. That's right. Now, guys, going back through the agenda, just to add the points, I know that this is a little bit on the longer side of the podcast, but it's very, very valid and important, I believe. And f- uh, number one is price. Now, getting price out of somebody before you go, as I mentioned, halfway through that dialogue is one of the most critical parts ever. Um, because as soon as you open your mouth and you don't have an understanding of what their price is, you could really ruin that listing. I give an example of an agent that I experienced about you know six odd months ago that they went into a listing presentation. I was with them. They opened their mouth about price within the first instant before I even had an opportunity to butt in and say something or try and stop them. They mentioned price. The seller actually asked us to leave five minutes after that because we had price outside of the realm of what they wanted. It was well underneath that. They listed with somebody else and that property sold for 15 million dollars with inside four weeks of being on the marketplace mm-hmm. that's the easiest chunk of commission I've ever seen and it was all lost by the by the agent blurting out what they think they have to do is give an opinion of price because I had a conversation with somebody the other day I would have done in excess of say three four five thousand listing presentations I have no idea but the reality is I've never given somebody a price I've given encouragement to a range that they have given me but I've never ever given somebody a price and if they are pressing me on price and saying give me a price now I said oh guys I think it I think it would be very very unfair of me 
to sit here and give you a price, I think it would be irresponsible of me as well. Because if you're just looking for an agent to give you a price so you can compare them to the next one, then ultimately I just really don't believe that I'm the right agent for you. And if you're looking for somebody that is going to give you a price and you can compare them to the next one, then that's fine. But if you're looking for an agent that's going to defend your expectations and actually understand how to get you the most money out of the marketplace, then I'll continue. Otherwise, I'll pack my stuff up and I'll go now. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay. I was on the phone with an agent uh, on a, a phone listing presentation last week, um, David DeCosta, one of our superstars down in San Diego. And um, uh, we had a seller exactly like that. And David and I both kind of took exactly the same stance. Yeah. A slightly different topic, but uh, exactly the same stance as far as, hey, look, if you're not prepared to listen it would be, to what we've yeah. got to say, then... It would be, we'll Mr. Mr. Seller, it would be very easy for me to right now to over-promise to get your business and just simply under-deliver uh, under later and create animosity. But I've done enough of this business that I know that doing that now is going to just lead to animosity in the future and you disliking me at that time. And I don't believe that setting this up for failure is the right way to approach your biggest asset. And, and speaking to a seller like that, guys, is not off-putting in any way. You've got to earn the respect as well, and you've got to take that. You've got to gain permission to gain control, I, I sometimes say. And David's a perfect example of this. That's a good, that's a good it. gain permission to gain yeah. control. That's great. And he, he's the, the kindest gentleman on the planet, David DeCosta, and he approached it appropriately, and, and, um, and, and he signed the business the next day. He didn't sign it then. signed the business the next day. It's going to auction, and uh, the seller's all good. But, but then, he did have to say, hey. Absolutely. But then remember... Uh, we want people to sleep on it. We want to encourage that because if you're not good enough to get the business the next day, you weren't good enough to get it anyway. Mm. Okay, so guys, get better if you're if you're worried about people Plus going off. Somebody gets to stay quite memorable as well. We yeah, we do. Advantage. We get to stay quite memorable. That's exactly right. And talking about auction, going into the second point that I bring up is method. Now I got the permission to talk about auction. Notice that I might have mentioned as well is that hey, I do more of my business traditional because that's probably the way that a lot of our US agents are. They do more traditional business than what they do auction. Some, ben. so some. That's right. But be open about that. They people often ask me, Ben, do you have an auction and a traditional listing presentation? No, I have a listing presentation yeah. where it offers both. Yeah. And you can't be biased because you don't want to get into the comparison. But you don't need to be biased, guys, especially from our standpoint. Obviously, we have a not-so-hidden hidden agenda, which is you know we want to try and list the properties as auction, being Ben and myself. Well, we're 60% more likely to get a commission if in, fact, if, if, in fact, it goes to auction. That are the stats for the United States. But, guys, if you're there and you're expa explaining in a non-biased and comprehensive manner traditional and auction, I've got to tell you, auction wins every time. It, it's, you yeah. don't need to be biased yeah. because the process speaks for itself. Okay, um, so either way, um, now the next one also is marketing. Notice that I just made the point that um, even if I'm the best agent in the world, that ultimately if I don't have anyone to speak to, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely useless. But also I'm, I create marketing to be peace of mind so that they understand that there is a plan. Marketing and a plan are the, two, are the one in the same. People think marketing is newspaper, ads, all that type of stuff. No, it's one in the same thing. Um, the next one is fees. I always bring that up so that ultimately that I, they know where it's going to be and I can always refer back to it. But the final part of it all, guys, is comfortable, confident. Not only should you feel completely comfortable with the way that we're selling your biggest asset, you should feel completely confident in my ability to get you the most money. Or what, So the main decision you have to make is whether or not I have a job. And the final close off with this agenda, guys, is so you understand the point of it. If you go into the comparison war, okay, 
price, you're always going to lose because there's going to be people out there that will outprice you every day of the week. Method, congratulations, guys, that if you are in the United States, you have a complete advantage there that we have. It's something unique that you can stay memorable to use Jason's words, okay? But in Australia or New Zealand or wherever you're listening where auction is a mainstream process, you don't. There is no there is no advantage to it at all because everyone offers it. You might have better results or whatever it may be, but either way, method's not a And a so on that point, point if, you, if you are in a, a more competitive environment when it comes to the multiple methods that are available. For example, Australia and New Zealand, they have five different methods of sale. Absolutely. US, there is one. If you're with Harcourts, you're lucky you've got two. Correct. Um, however, guys, just get really good at and detailed at explaining it and asking questions throughout it, and that will set you apart. Selling accountability. Now, the, and, and, and then marketing, you always lose because people will always offer to do less marketing or more marketing, and you should always lose that battle because if you're over-promising, you're simply going to be under-delivering or you're spending way too much money and risking too much of your own money. And fees, I hope you never ever win the business on fees. So what it always comes back down to, guys, is getting them to focus on you. Because I even love the Harcourts brand, but the reality is is that here in the United States, we are not even a blip on the radar in comparison to some of these big real estate companies. So you, you can leverage against our historic brand, but it's not enough to win the business. A brand shouldn't be enough to win the business. It has to focus on you, and you've got to point that out. Not only do you need to feel completely comfortable with the way that we we sell your property, but also you need to be completely confident with my ability to defend your expectations and negotiate every single last cent out of the marketplace. So the primary decision today, Mr. Mr. Seller, is not about price, method, marketing, or fees. It is about me and whether or not I have a job. Then we can customize anything to your liking outside of that. Get them to make the decision on you and then everything else can become easier because then you have a little bit more leverage in that negotiation then to mold it, mold the listing the way that you want it. Beautiful. Guys, at the risk of uh, going over, that's a pretty long podcast for us. Uh, look forward for, to you tuning in next week and thanks very much for your time. Thanks, guys. See you, bye.